Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a kind of somber episode of another digital citizen. Not going to lie, this is not going to be a super excited throw uh, because I'm tired, I am hangover, and I am fed up with uh, the American election. So, talking about Americans, let's say hi to Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Mm hmm. And uh, talking about another uh, American. Hi, Bill. Hey, where the hell am I? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you're in Maryland. Oh. Yeah. Let's... Yeah. yeah uh, uh, let's start with the local things. Uh, uh, how did Maryland election go? Peaceful. Oh, God, yeah, uh, very peaceful. Um, I went and voted in person yesterday, Tuesday, and was done within 10 minutes. No queue, nothing? No queue, no line, none of that. Were people wearing masks? Yes, there were. everybody was wearing a mask yesterday. Oh, that's nice to hear. Uh, Luke has no story because he has a mail mailed in. Uh, but how was your day yesterday? Uh, it's fine. Uh, let's see. Every all the Oregon ballot measures passed. Uh, it's saying right now eighty-one percent reporting. So not everything's out, but uh, the numbers are looking good. For there's a they're taxing tobacco and nicotine to give money to uh, medical assistance programs. Uh, mm -hmm. They're legalizing mag magic mushrooms uh, for individuals over 21 years of age. Uh, Interesting. Reclassifying drug possession offenses to lesser violations. So, uh, and then adding addiction recovery centers. So instead of Arresting people for drug possession is going to be a hundred dollar fine and a health in assessment mm -hmm. instead of sending somebody to jail for having whatever kind of drugs. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Uh, the election in Norway. Oh wait, we didn't have any election in Norway. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be funny if 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 the whole world decided to have the election on the same day the day of the year every year every time there was an election world election 2020 now i'm i'm mostly tired i'm i'm tired and disappointed uh let's go through the numbers look Right, we're looking at the Associated Press, I guess, is what we're going to go off of, because that's kind of what we were going sure. off of mostly last night. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 238 to 214 right now, currently. Still being counted are uh, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia. And I guess Alaska, but that 
I don't know if that. I mean, it's only three electoral votes, so it's not yeah, really a big deal. <laughs> right. Uh, there was one state that you were complaining about all night yesterday that all of a sudden went to uh, Trump. Do you know? Do you remember what state that was? Who was Bill? complaining? No. Uh, was Bill that said that one state was like called for Trump? No, for Biden and oh, and Trump yeah, was Virginia. Like, sorry. Yeah, I think it was Virginia. Virginia, it was. Yeah, and it, and it did end up going to Biden. Right. Like, like the only reason I was complaining was like, they called it so early. And then like, every time I looked at the numbers, it's like, well, wait a minute, Trump, you know, he's got all this. And then like, you get closer and closer. And then just out of nowhere, you know, like the last bit of it was just Biden. Right. Totally. I think a lot, a lot of times they can call it because they have like, what we didn't see a lot of last night was people talking about exit polls, but they're basing a lot of their Numb. reporting off of the numbers from the exit polls. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's where they're able to call it before we're, the reporting we're seeing as far as numbers go. Um, but yeah, they've completely on the news avoided talking about exit polls at all, it seemed like. And four years ago, there was a totally different story. That was everything they talked about was exit polls. But I think uh, that is so, the story yeah. is that 2016, the polls were so far off and uh, the exit polls showed that the polls were really far off. And this year we're seeing that the polls are even farther off than they were in 2016, obviously. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, what do you think about, I, I don't necessarily think it's poll, the po- problem of the polls as it is the problem that people don't want to admit that they're voting for Donald Trump. So the poll, the polls are getting lied to more than than yes, I think it's definitely a combination because it it was a stigma or it is a stigma behind like voting Trump because like oh you vote Trump you're racist like uh, everybody has their like view of a Trump view it doesn't uh, always like it isn't always right but it is what it is. So Biden has now seventy million two hundred and thirty-one thousand two hundred and eighty-eight hundred and fifty-two votes. Uh, Trump has uh, sixty-seven million four hundred thousand three hundred thirty-one thousand nine hundred and sixty-three votes. So around three million more for Biden in the popular vote, but that does not matter. So why are we so somber when Biden is in front? Uh, look, he has 238, like you said, and Trump has 214. Why are we so somber? Shouldn't we be happy because Biden is winning? Uh, it, should be, it shouldn't be this close, is the thing. And uh, you would think that uh, Biden would be doing better than he is right now, I guess is the point. Um, yeah. There's a there's path for either person to win right now is what we're seeing because uh, I think either Wisconsin or Michigan was just called for Biden. Um, right. I'm not really sure which one it was. And so, and Arizona 
went to Biden, which it looked like it was going to go to Trump last night when we were going to bed. Um, Pennsylvania's probably we're not going to get any votes, like any real results out of Pennsylvania for days, like yeah. four or five days even. Uh, so I guess the reason I'm a little down is because this shouldn't be as close as it is. It should have been more of a blowout, uh, in my opinion, but, uh, yeah, there's, there is definitely, I think that, um, hidden Trump voter thing happening again this time around. And, uh, uh I think, uh, we did some math, uh, last night, Bill. And we came to the conclusion that we think Trump is winning. We believe so. Because yeah. looking at the map, uh, according to now, it, North Carolina has not been called yet. But right. 100% of the reporting has been, has been counted uh, in favor of Trump. So more than likely, Trump is going to win North Carolina. So that's 15 right there. Then you look at Georgia, they have 0.5 left, 0.50% left to count. Mm. And the way it's going right now, Trump is going to win Georgia. So right there, that's 31 uh, electoral votes that are going to Trump. That is a lot of votes. That, yeah. that is. So that's going to put him at 245 to Biden's 248. If I believe it is Wisconsin that did call it. So really, uh, and in Michigan right now, it's very close. They have like 9% to go. Biden is ahead by half of a half a percent. So that's going to mm -hmm. be very close. What it's going to come down to, I think, is Nevada. See, I think it's going to be Georgia. Georgia is a lot closer than you think it is. It, it, the votes are two million three hundred eighty thousand. So only like eighty thousand votes separating them right now. Mm -hmm. Like you said, five percent. So that's still a really close race. Uh, what you didn't mention is Pennsylvania, which Trump is kind of blowing him out there, and that's 20. So if yeah. Trump gets 20, and then he gets North Carolina, which we assume, that's 35. And Georgia, that would put him over, right? Let's see, 20 and 15, that's 35. So that would put him at 249. And then the 16 would put him at 267. So, and then, and then and Alaska. Then, Alaska. Alaska would be three, which, which he's definitely going to win, and that puts him at 270. Right. Yeah. So let me let me let me get my calculator uh, just to make sure. That I, I believe I got this right. I believe so as well. Yeah. Okay. So you know, unless it, Georgia uh, goes back the other way, that's what it looks like right now. Right. right. Yeah. Um. I think people were very focused on Florida yesterday. Uh, Florida was very exciting for a very long time. 
And all of a sudden, Trump, like, pushed out of there uh, with a rocket. It was like he was 1%, like, in front. Now he's over 3% in Florida. Mm-hmm. That is a very, very good victory for Trump. Uh, yeah, Florida it kind of was looking up in there at the beginning, but then when they got farther into the panhandle, where it's much more Republican area of Florida, that's when yeah. it uh, Trump took over the vote there. Uh, I mean, we can't really call... I don't think we can call it one way or another right now. I think Georgia is the thing we really have to see which way it goes uh, to call it, but like Bill said, the numbers to us uh, favor Trump. Now I did my now I did the math. If he got Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia, that would put Trump at two sixty five. Okay. You give him Alaska, which is three, that puts him at two sixty eight. Mm-hmm. So all he would need at this point is either Nevada or Michigan to win the election. Okay, right. And Michigan's super close right now. What we're seeing is 49.7 Biden, 48.8 Trump right now with 96% reporting. Uh, So, yeah, this whole thing is super close. It's a a real nail-biter, to be honest. Um, It is, yeah. Biden got 16, 6, 10. That's that's what? uh, 32. 32 plus 38 is 40... Oh, that would be 270, wouldn't it? Yeah, if he So got, if Biden wins Michigan, Nevada, and, and Wisconsin, then Biden gets to 270. Mm-hmm. So either it can go either way right now, kind of, or it could go uh it could go off the rails if Georgia switches, I suppose. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh but uh yeah, it's so close that we already have uh, uh, Trump soon uh, getting ready to go to different states. What did he say about this? Uh, well, I, I saw that they're opening multiple um, different lawsuits in different states, uh, mostly from the Republicans, uh, about mail-in ballots and things like that, um, trying to stop certain votes being counted, which is not a surprise. I mean, uh, both sides are going to be suing people. I'm assuming over the next few weeks, we're going to hear a lot about lawsuits in between both sides. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there was one state that was maybe like very so close to call that he wanted to recount. Uh, yeah. And that's also not surprising. That happens every year, but, uh, he came out last night and did a speech. Both of them did speeches. Biden did a speech uh, in front of a crowd of cars. What is it called? Car rally or whatever. Yeah, I, I think we right. can call that. Uh, which looked like it was sponsored by Chase Bank and uh, Jeep, apparently, because yeah. like there's a giant <laughs> Chase Bank sign right behind him, like very visible. <laughs> Uh, right behind the stage, and then uh, the front, what, three rows of cars were just all brand new Jeeps that looked like they were there, put there on purpose to, like, advertise. Uh, he d- he didn't concede or anything. He just said, we got to see where this goes. Trump comes out and does his speech, and he says, uh, 
uh, frankly, we did win this election, was his exact quote, I guess. Uh, we were getting ready for a big celebration. We were winning and everything, and all of a sudden it was just called off, Trump said. This is a fraud to the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. And frankly, we did win this election, was what he said in his speech. And people, um, especially the MSNBC, CNN, uh, liberal media, went instantly into, oh, he's 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 saying that he won the election. Yeah, that's really what he said, though. He said, frankly, we did win this election. Uh, right. Which is basically saying it, yes. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the, I think Wisconsin is very in, interesting because that's that's what they are calling for Biden. And that is where Trump is want to have a retelling of the votes. Uh, yeah, let me see if there's anything else going on. Uh, yeah. But that that is definitely like. Uh, what I find most interesting is Wisconsin. But uh, I think the shock of the night is uh, Texas for me, Bill. Uh, I don't know if you agree to that. Um, You know, I, I had heard there was a chance it would have gone blue, which... It was close. It, it was, was close for a very long time. Yeah, it really would have helped Biden had he had gone in Texas, because... Oh, definitely. He would have been like one state away, at basically right now, to winning the presidency. Um, yeah, I, I'd agree with you. I, I thought Texas would have been one that Biden could have stolen away from Trump, but apparently, you know, it did not happen. And Trump has Texas still. A, a lot of the states, and I was looking at the map during last night when we were watching. It is almost the exact same map as it was four years ago. Right. The only mm -hmm. exception is right now Arizona went red four years ago. It has gone to blue. Wisconsin may go to blue more than likely. They're calling Biden the winner Wisconsin right now, actually. Yeah, yeah. But that's why 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 Trump wants uh, re right re that's a recount. He wants a recount. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, I think that's the biggest surprise of the night. I mean, I did not think it was going to be that big. Uh, uh, so let's talk some positives. Uh, it's hard to find some positives for me, especially, but I think that we have seen that there has been a shock number of people actually voting. I mean, that is actually very, very, very good. I mean, it has been uh, more people voted in this election than last election. Mm -hmm. right. That is a good thing. Uh, yeah, to a degree. Um, it also shows you that um, there's always been talk about, okay, the bigger the turnout, uh, the better Democrats will do. Yeah, uh, and that and I, is not true. Right, yeah, I think that, <laughs> I don't necessarily think it's been tr proven completely false, but uh, it's less true than it has been in the past, at least for this year. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, I mean, the other thing to think about in this whole scenario is, uh, was Biden's strategy of not going out and, uh, you know, doing interviews and staying in the spotlight, uh, did that, was that what hurt him uh, as far as not doing as well as he was supposed to, according to everything that we thought was going to happen before this, uh, everybody's saying he underperformed what he was supposed to do, so... What do you think hurt him? I mean, I'll put put that out to either of you guys. Well, I really think what hurt him was the second debate. I really, I, I still feel that way. Okay. Because when you look at the first, like, let's compare the two debates. Mm-hmm. Even though the first one is going to be very hard to, you know, get your stats in. The first debate, Biden seemed more fired up, I guess. And, like, there were times where he was, like, putting his foot down. And when Trump was trying to egg him on, Biden sometimes would go for it. Other times he wouldn't. Right. On the second one, and that was the debate that really got me. There were times where both of them but more Biden than anything didn't really answer the questions. And then when he talked about fracking, that Mm. really cost him a lot of states. And if he basically, if he had not been caught in that debate and had not repeated, because there were some times where he was repeating answers, Biden might have a bigger number right now. Okay. Do you at all? Do you all at all think the Hunter Biden stuff hurt him? I think it, to a degree, I think it does. Mm. But then again, we also have to think about like Donald. Okay, there it is. I just saw Wisconsin go blue. Um, <clears throat> we also have to think of like, you know, like other kids, you know, of presidents in the past while they've been in office and how it could have affected them or it could not have affected them. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think Hunter is as big of the problem. I don't think it was as big of a deal as say the, uh, DNC emails were in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, I agree. To that. Yeah. The, the, these emails did not make as, as much of a splash in any way whatsoever. I'm seeing a little breakdown here of when we're going to get results um, for state by state or of the states that aren't reported yet. Uh, of course, Michigan, Wisconsin results today, which we already are seeing. Nevada uh, results tomorrow. Pennsylvania, 1.4 million outstanding ballots results tomorrow. Georgia uh, could be a toss-up, uh, meaning like we could not get a it could be too close to call even today but they're saying the results mm-hmm. for Georgia should come out today if it's not a toss up uh North Carolina re- results in a few days is what i'm seeing so mm-hmm. yeah uh you asked me what i think um uh went wrong um i think it's biden i mean to be honest 
left. I, I I think it was the candidate. I think it was uh, uh, that he was so in the middle. I think he he wasn't strong enough on the cases that would help him, like universal health care and things like that. I think I think he wasn't Bernie Sanders enough, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he lost because he 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 is seen as uh, a part of the the problem that Trump is trying to fix. He's part of the swamp. He's part of the like the the thing that Trump is talking about as one of the problems. I think that he was uh, probably. Uh, uh, the weakest, one of the weakest candidates we have had since Hillary, and uh, I think that is what uh, lost him the election. I mean, even the Democrats but, before, well, during the primary, before all, everybody dropped out, and it was just Biden and Bernie. Uh, right. Ev- they were all saying how Biden was a weak candidate. Oh, we're not sure if he can carry the ball. I think is the phrasing they used about yeah. it. And that was the Democrats talking about Biden, Joe Biden. And then yeah, we have a yeah. pandemic, and he comes out and says, oh, I don't want to give everybody health care. Like, that's... Right. When you're in the middle of a global pandemic and you're saying, oh, I don't want to give people health care, why would we want to do that? Uh, that's not good messaging. And so, yeah, I totally agree with you on that, Fro. Uh, but the big question is, how many votes did Kanye West get? <laughs> and I've got the numbers right here. He was uh, in 12 states. His name was on the ballot. Uh, he received mm-hmm. approximately, in those 12 states, 60,000 votes across. Uh, his uh, In Tennessee, he got 10,000 or about. Uh, his final num- number ended up being 0.3% of the total state vote in, in, that, in Tennessee. So... Not much. Not much. <laughs> He's not... If you hear anybody saying, oh, he... Uh, Biden lost because uh, Kanye spoil was a spoiler or West. something. Yeah, it's not. That's yeah. not true. <laughs> oh no, not at all. Because <laughs> you know, in the next few days, it's going to start coming out with. Uh, I haven't heard any of it yet, but you know, we're going to start hearing about election interference, the Russians. Oh yeah. Kanye oh, was yeah. a spoiler. Uh, well, Bernie oh, yeah. didn't try hard enough to get him elected. All these other things. Well, we, um, you know, something just came across where. Uh, Trump is going to put or file a lawsuit on Michigan uh, to halt the counting of the total votes uh, lacking access is what I just got over my phone. Lacking access? What does that mean? Or lack of access, I, I guess. Huh. Here, let me, let me read the numbers. It. President Trump files lawsuit in Michigan to halt counting votes citing lack of access. Mm. Huh. Lack of access for people to get there to vote, I guess, is what they're talking about? Yes, I'm not really sure. Hmm, okay. But, okay, let's say uh, Trump wins. Uh, Look, what the fuck uh, is it with the Senate and the House? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, we didn't even look at that yet. Let's go check that out. Um, Senate, uh, 45 Democrats, 48 uh, Republican. Uh, let's see. 
how many do we have left to count? I don't see see that. Uh, I guess there's just North Carolina and Michigan are the last two. And in Alaska. Oh, in Alaska, right. Okay. Um, yeah, so three left. So it's looking like the Senate's going to go Republican and that yep. Democrats may have even lost a few seats uh, from the from 2018. Uh, the House Democrats have 198 uh, Republicans 185, so it's looking like it's going to go Democrats in the House, um, or c for control of the House. So we're if let's say Trump wins, uh, we'll end up with the exact same scenario we've had for the last four years. Uh, where does this put the Democratic Party? What do they do now? If Trump wins, uh, I would guess they do exactly what they did in 2016: is blame everybody except for themselves and avoid doing any internal look in, into why they lost. Um, and then and do the same mistake again in 2000. Right, and then run run yeah. Buddha Judge in 2024. Yeah, yeah. It'll be probably <laughs> Buddha Judge Harris. Uh, will pro probably be the ticket 2084. 2024. Against, uh, against Tiffany Trump and her vice president, Elena Trump. Or whatever. Whatever. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no I think it would probably be uh, Trump Jr. that would run, is my guess, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Against the Ivan uh, with Ivanka, Ivanka as, as, as vice, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, at least we will not have the nightmare uh, scenario where we're, there will be two hundred and seventy-nine against two hundred and seventy-nine or sixty-nine against one hundred and sixty-nine. That that is impossible right now. So I, I feel good about that. Uh, yeah, it looks like it is, at least, uh, unless yeah. something really crazy happens, but, um, yeah, we're not going to know tomorrow, probably, even. We're probably not going to know until Friday what really is the, uh, what really happens with this election, so, uh, we'll definitely cover it next week on the show, I'm sure. Uh, it's just interesting to see everything that has happened, uh, over the, I think, what I'm seeing now here, Trump is going to make a speech in a little bit. Uh, okay. I don't know. We might see what happens there. Thank you so much for being our correspondent in uh, uh, Maryland, my dear friend, Bill. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Thank you, Bill. And thank you so much for last night. It was a ball, even though it was uh, depressing as hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's still kind of exciting because it's so close. So uh, Yeah, it is. And now I think we're going to just end up watching a whole bunch of silly lawsuits. So uh, AP is calling it Wisconsin for Biden. So, yeah, we're at 248, uh, 214 uh, Biden right now. Uh and we'll try to keep up to date on if anything happens while we're doing the show. So keep oh, definitely. keep uh, keep this page open, Fro. And then we think Trump's going to make some kind of 
speech. So if he says anything interesting, maybe we'll talk about that later in the show as well, if we notice it. Uh, but let's go across the pond, as they say. Yeah, Labor suspended Jeremy Corbyn over EHRC report comments. What is EHRC? Uh, I have no idea. Do you know that what it is? Nope. Uh, Labor has suspended former leader Jeremy Corbyn after he said anti-Semitism in the party was overstated following a damning report. Uh, the move is likely to ignite a civil war in the party between Keir Stormer and Corbyn supporting MPs. Corbyn condemned his suspension as political intervention and said he would strongly contest this action. The suspension was provoked uh, by a sta statement from Corbyn that rejected the overall conclusions of the Equality and Human Rights Commission, so that's what that EHRC -E from, report said, saying the problem was dramatically overstated uh, for political reasons by opponents and the media, which I said I years... I said this uh, a year and a yeah. half ago. <laughs> yeah. We called bullshit on that one and a half uh, year ago. We called bullshit then, and we call bullshit now. Uh, the statement this set the former labor leader directly at odds with his successor. Moments after Corbyn's statement was released, uh, Keir Stormer spoke at a press conference where he said, uh, denying there is a problem, deny there is a problem or part of the problem. Those who pretend it is exaggerated or factional are part of the problem. The decision to suspend Corbyn was taken by the party's disciplinary unit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is totally fucking bullshit. I have no other word of saying this. It, all it is is that is... it's labor trying to get uh, progressive, uh, more left-leaning people out of the labor party so that the, they can be a more centrist party is what it is. It's all right. political. Right. Like... Uh, the, if it if they were suspending him for anti-Semitism, but they're not. They're suspending mm. him for something he said about them criticizing him as being right. anti-Semitic. Yeah, that's a little like yeah, I I tattletale on you and and I get in trouble uh, because you hit me with a crowbar. Because I was a tattletale, and the problem wasn't that I hit you with a crowbar, but it, it's that I told the parents about it. And it's a little like that. It's like, it's so fucking stupid. Right. Um, uh, also happening in England, there's, uh, they went into a four-week lockdown, uh, which we talked about they had started going into a more... Uh, they had a, like a two week thing where they were like, we're going to shut down these bars and different restaurants and things. Uh, and if it doesn't get better, we're going to have to go into a full lockdown. I think we talked about that like two or three weeks ago, right? Yeah. And now they're going into a full four week lockdown. Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced a second national lockdown for England to prevent medical and moral disasters. Uh, he said Christmas may be very different, but he hoped taking action now would mean families can gather uh, for Christmas. Pubs, restaurants, gyms, and non-essential sh essential shops will have to close for four weeks starting Thursday. 
Norway had their uh, highest numbers in a while with 586, I think it was, this week. Uh, and Oslo is like booming uh, high-end numbers as well. So the second wave is definitely came to Norway now, it seems like. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, under the new restrictions in the UK, uh, people are are allowed to, or people must stay home unless they have a specific specific reason such as work uh, which cannot be done from home people are also allowed to leave home for medical reasons food and other essential shopping uh, meeting outdoors or in private gardens even like in your private garden outside your house will not be allowed right. uh, I know. but in uh, yeah you can't even meet well i guess it they're, they don't want people meeting up. I don't think. I think you could right. go hang out in your garden. You just can't meet up with other people there. Right, uh, right. Individuals can meet one person from another household out, outside. Uh, pubs, bars, restaurants, non-essential retails will be closed uh, throughout the nation. Uh, so yeah, right. this is a big deal right. as far as this is. This is looking like we're going back into the kind of lockdown we had months ago. Um, and yeah. it's getting worse all over the place. I guess it to you privately yesterday. My plans of moving is seeming a little, maybe, maybe I, we need to move it, maybe, maybe. I think one of the scarier uh, things that I heard was that, like, the, the first million people to get COVID-19, I think, uh, it, it was over months, right? Right. And then the most recent million people to get COVID nineteen happened within weeks, so it's right. accelerate the amount the contagion is accelerating, and it's uh, hap more people are getting sick faster, which is that's scary to me. Well, maybe I have a reason for that for you. Look, a mutated coronavirus strain causes the most new COVID nineteen infections in Europe, and it was spread within the continent by tourists, scientists says. Yeah, it's looking like tourists from Spain. A majority of the new COVID-19 cases in Europe stem from a mutated strain of coronavirus that has been tracked back to Spain and was spread across the continent over the summer. The variant was likely originated in farm workers in northeastern Spain, where it was first recorded in June. Uh, the team of scientists at University of Basel say the sequence sequen COVID in Spain was a suspected super spreader event accounted for early proliferation of the virus. By October, this variant had been identified in 12 countries across the continent, as well as Hong Kong and New Zealand, they said. Uh, there is no data yet to suggest the variant is any more deadly than the original COVID-19. Right. That is at last one, some, some, uh, good news. Um, Luke, um, I don't know, uh, uh, of you, but I have seen, uh, this TV show, uh, the Wow, Wow, uh, I can never say that correctly. Okay. Uh, yes, about uh, XM, uh, and their cult leader, Keith uh, Rainier, um, 
Guess what? He was sentenced uh, to, and hold on, 120 years in prison. Group leader was sentenced uh, on conversation that they turned some of the female followers into sex slaves, branded him with his in- initials. I have seen it. Kifrenair, a self uh, improved, a self improvement guru, whose organization Nexium uh, attracted millions, uh, millionaires and actors, was sentenced on Tuesday to 120 years in prison on, <laughs> on uh, conviction that he turned some female followers into sex slaves, branded with initials. U.S. Uh, District Judge Nicholas. Gurafis announced the lengthy term after hearing victims speak. The court heard how Ryanair bullied members of his cult uh, group uh, where men was emotionally manipulated and women he chose as favorite were kept on starvation diets branded and ordered to have sex with him. He had uh, been charged with sex trafficking and other victims at the sentence hearing and brought them. Fifteen former members of Nexium spoke up against the 60-year-old Rainier and devastating impact he had had on their lives. Uh, and he was also fined 1.5 uh, no, sorry, 1.75 million dollars. Uh, doesn't seem that much, to be honest. Uh, uh, I guess so. I mean, I'm assuming that's also going to get split between these 15... Uh, right, that's people. why I'm saying it's right. not that long. Much. Yeah, this is... Did... This has uh, been an ongoing uh, story. This involves uh, Allison Mack of TV Smallville. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mack also pleaded guilty and is is currently awaiting sentencing. And uh, also the other uh, super girl, I always, uh, Kristen Kirk. Oh, okay. I don't see anything right. about that in here, but yeah. Yes. But yeah, next up. Very interesting cult uh, that we will talk about in some weeks, actually. Yeah, we have it down. We've had it down as something to talk about for a while, and now that it's all kind of wrapping up, all the information's out there, so now we can actually talk about it in depth uh, in the main yeah. topic in a few weeks. Uh, man falls into rat-infested sinkhole in New York, fro. Ugh. A family man, a family of a man who fell into a sinkhole brimming with rats in New York have has spoken out about how the incident has left him traumatized and needing hospital treatment. Uh, Leonard Shoulders was walking by a bus stop in the Bronx area on Saturday when the concrete cracked beneath his feet and a 15-foot or 4.5-meter deep hole swallowed him up, trapping him underground for about 30 minutes. Uh, New Yorkers have described described reports of his ordeal as a nightmare. Uh, Rats crawling on... On him, he can't move, his brother said. He didn't want to yell because he was afraid there were going to be rats inside of his mouth. Firefighters were called to the scene where a CCTV camera had captured uh, Mr. Schroeder suddenly disappearing into the pavement. I 
will be the fucked freak out myself, to be honest. I don't like rats. It's, I, I, I don't want, like, if it's like a pet rat that somebody has in a cage at their house. Oh, like, yeah, no, I don't whatever. No, But no. a dirty yes. New York sewer rats, that's a whole different, <laughs> yes. right. <laughs> uh, that's another ball game. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not happy with that at all. That, yeah, I'm, I would be just worried about getting rabies or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, it says eventually emergency crews were mi- were able to manage to rescue Mr. Soldiers from the hole. Uh, he was traumatized, his mother said. Uh, he said he, he went straight down and he was falling and falling, but the debris was falling uh, and it hit him in the head. Oh, right, the concrete hit him in the head. So, yeah, that sucks. Mm. Yeah, do you think you will get some money out of this? He could probably sue the city for, like, not maintaining yeah. the sidewalk or whatever. Yeah, he probably will. Hey, have you ever heard of sculptures uh, around the world uh, helping people uh, not being killed? I have not heard about that. Well, this week it has happened. Whale sculpture stops Dutch train crashing into water. You have to see this picture, ladies and gentlemen, because I. It looks pretty. Yeah. If that whale tail wasn't where it is, that would be in the water. Uh, yeah, it says the metro train that overran the stop blocks at, at a station outside of Rotterdam uh, was left balancing on a ten, left balancing ten meters above the ground on a on the plastic tail of a whale sculpture. Uh, the metro driver reportedly able to free himself from the train without injury after the incident shortly um, midnight on Monday. Uh, there were no passengers a- aboard the train. Uh, Martin right. Strook. Struches, who made the sculpture of the two tails emerging from the water, said he was surprised the sculpture had held together uh, under the weight of the train. Yeah, he said, I'm amazed that it's so strong when, when plastic has stood for 20 years. You don't expect it to hold up a metro train. <laughs> I think this kind of looks like something out of Batman or like Spider-Man, where like Spider-Man stops the train just in time before it plunges <laughs> yes. into the river, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It totally looks like that that kind of scene for sure. Oh, I would be so I would uh, I wonder if the conductor of the train has lost his job. It doesn't say anything about that in the article, but my guess is he um you know, he he Probably. barely got out of, out of out of out of this alive, so I doubt they're going to fire him. That would be like insult to injury kind of. <laughs> kind of. Uh, what is this week's, uh, video, Luke? Uh, televangelist Kenneth Copeland, from... Oh, my favorite guy. Uh, he's got, he said things about COVID in the past, uh, and this week he said yes. some more stuff about COVID, and specifically about when, uh, Donald Trump, uh, getting, you know, uh, getting COVID and then being cured by the, uh, doctors, so... He's got an interesting theory as to why uh, Trump was able to get rid of the coronavirus. So give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. I was noticing today 
This guy's got the world's creepiest face. Beautiful first lady. Yes. Without masks, they are immune. Right. Look at his creepy smile. smile. Immune. (laughs) (laughs) And this display. Ah! (laughs) Of our president. Giving God thanks. Some people should just never smile, and this guy is one uh, of those for, people. For helping him <laughs> in, in that, that time, and he walked out immune. That's right. Somehow, glory to God. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, amen. Oh, Hank, come on, man. Some, we're, hey, we're, we're immune. That's right. That's right. So he's immune we're, now we're, because we're, Trump's we're immune? Well, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit immunity. Oh. From the world. Oh. So we got, he, he's got a Holy Spirit immunity. So what he's saying there, we're immune. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's that has died from Corona has been atheist. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, that's true. Or some other religion besides Christianity, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every other religion. Huh. Yeah, you think One they would word. have figured that out already, but okay. Hmm. Um, well, with uh, the election looking like it's uh, looking, it's not the end of history, is it? Uh, no, I don't think it is. Well, Trump is going to tell the truth about that. This is Trump, but Trump tells the truth. I've now done this segment for four years. For four years I've been talking about politics, because these four years have been quite different from what I expected to be. It's all been about one person sitting in the White House and fuck up the rest. And it's also been about a lot of people who think that, well, there was no difference between Clinton or Trump. Yeah, that happened been the four years. I've been taking all kinds of issues, all kinds of variation of this topic. I was trying to get people why they should vote, even if they're not the first alternative. I tried the most. I hope it has some impact. I hope people who said the same as me have some impact. Maybe it has, maybe it has not. But anyway, this is not the end. If you get another term with the worst fuckhead in American history, you can't still survive. It's going to be a lot harder. If you get four years with Biden, yeah, it's not going to be a dream situation. You're not going to read Bernie Sanders' Utopia, but it's going to be a little bit better. And it, um, and the groundwork of what you can do for the next four years is going to be much more easier. You have created a radical movement in the United States who want change, who want to change from everything from Black Lives Matter to whom human rights and environmental rights, a lot of it. You have now candidates in Congress and you're starting to build something. That is not going to be crushed. No, it's not. Even if Biden or Trump wins, that movement can still grow and can make a big impact for the year to come. The results tonight depends on how hard it's going to be, but it's going to be hard even if Trump wins or Biden wins, because you create something new in American history that we have never seen before. Well, we in Scandinavia have seen it before, <laughs> and you know what? 
we are living very well. But this is going to be hard, even now. Politics is hard. Compromising is hard. Div- divided nations is hard. But this is not the end of history. It's not the end of the world either. But t- the time you could sleep through election, the time you can say, oh, not just another boring politician you don't want to vote for, that is over. I said it and I said it before. No leader will come on a white horse on shiny armor. What a boring person. What a person you know can work politics. Because it's always been like you're talking about bureaucracy is hard in the private sector. Yeah, it is. But if you work in an organization in the private sector and you're not on top, you also having a hard time. If you're a person who's going to try to get money off your insurance for private sector, it's a hard time. Have you ever tried to complain to somebody about shit going on in the private sector? Yeah. No, you can't do that because then you're like a socialist, a communist. But when you criticize both private or public, both are how you organize things. There's no proof that private organization works better and treat people better but it's one main difference most of the public services are not made to make a big huge income you cannot measure it in money because you do it because this is what the society needs we have an obsession with the BNP we are talking about that the stock markets are rocking high and that's going better than any time else in history. Yeah, but there's still very few people who benefit from that. They're not. Triple down economics do not work. The next four years and the next age of politics should just expose, keep on exposing how triple down economics is the worst kind of system there is. And there's no truth to it. The BNP can be so big it is, but... but people can still have a shitty times. And to the people who live in the Rust Belt who still think cold is a good thing, no president, liberal or conservative, going to make people use more coal again. That age is over, as blockbuster is. This was Tron with Tron Tell the Truth. Have a nice election, and I hope I can be happy next time I come with this segment. Goodbye. Thank you, Trun. Hey, we have an email address. It's anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at podcast ABC, at podcast ABC, ADC, even, not mm-hmm. ADC. Oh, funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Facebook page. It's called Another Digital Citizen on Facebook. You can become a member. Anything from uh, anyone? We got a More lot of s- somebody signed us up for some serious spam mail on our email account. I'll tell you that. Uh, That's very nice of them. Yeah, you. we got tons of spam happening, uh, but no, nothing, nothing that I can see. Please send us more spam. We love spam. <laughs> Fried with some onions. I actually don't mind spam at all. I'm not a huge fan of spam, to be honest. Yeah. 
No, I have to have it in very, very small doses, but with right. a lot of vegetables and things like that, yeah. I'm sure there's a way uh, you TV. can do it good. Sure. TV news. Uh, Amazon <laughs> argues that users don't actually own purchased Prime Video content. What the fuck? Uh, it says... Amazon Prime Video users buy content on the platform. What they're really paying for is li a limited license for on-demand viewing over in, uh, an indefinite period of time. They, they're they warned of that in the company's terms of use, uh, they say. Uh, and on Monday, Amazon filed a motion to dismiss the, a complaint, uh, somebody arguing that she lacks standing to sue because she ha hasn't been injured. Okay. So Amanda Caldwell sued Amazon for an unfair unfair competition and false advertising. She claims the company is secretly reserves the right to end consumer access to content purchased through its Prime Video surface. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this seems a little... Uh, if I buy something, I use money for... It's fucking mine. Amazon is claiming that uh, you're just buying a, a limited time license when you pay for uh, a movie or something like that. Which, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know how... Because then... I I'm, I'm wonder how it works with the... the movie production companies themselves and how their right. deal with Amazon works, as my guess, is, is what's affecting this. So let 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 me say if I bought let's say I bought a hundred movies and I died, it says that it's forever and ever. Can I say in my testimony that I want to give my Amazon library to my <laughs> friend? Luke? Uh, Does well, it work like that? According to this, no. Yeah, oh, because I don't own it. No. Even though you, it or says some. you bought it, you, you, right. what you're actually buying is a, a limited time license, is what they're saying. So fucking stupid. Hey, Netflix is also stupid because they are raising US streaming prices and uh, they have had a growth because of the corona thing. This is not smart. I don't think it's smart to raise prices r right now when... Disney Plus and a lot of other streaming services are coming into the market. You're making your company seem very expensive. I mean, to be honest, Netflix is the most expensive streaming service I have. Yeah, it used to be cheaper, and over time it's kind of slowly gone up uh, a little bit at a time. And this one's not, this price raises no difference. It's only like a dollar. Uh, more Still. than it was, and I think we'll see uh, $2 more for si simultaneous screen viewing, you know, right. so um, while they're raising it a little bit at a time, uh, yeah, it's still, it's get, this is like the worst time to do it, like you said, because there's so yeah. much competition out there right now. What you should be doing is finding ways to uh, cut down your price. Yeah, either cut your price or give more stuff uh, for the same price, and raising right. your price right now is just like, it's like suicide, basically. Yeah. But what they're saying, 
what it's saying here is they're up a lot because of coronavirus. So yeah. um, they think they can raise their price because people will pay it, if that makes sense. Right. Right now. Which me I, and my dad, we, we, yeah, we, me and my dad talked about this uh, two days ago uh, because he bought one year of of uh, Disney Plus for next to nothing. And he got the, like very like cheap pre uh, price because I got him into it before they re-launched uh, their site and things like that. And I talked to him, like, I, I m- me personally, I pay for Amazon Prime because I think it's worth it. So my dad uses my Amazon Prime. Then we have Netflix. Then we have uh, Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And that is... Uh, we also uh, pay a little extra for uh, some Norwegian content, like my dad wants to right. have, uh, called Sumo, and that is kind of like the non-commercial thing in Norway. And um, like he, like he said, like right now, right now, uh, Netflix is the most expensive thing he's paying for. And we were like talking, like where is our threshold? Where like where we say, hey, uh, we would rather play. Oh, we're also paying for a Plex server that we both have, and I can just share things on my Plex server with him. It's like it is. It is getting so ridiculously expensive that it's like. Not worth it, sir. Well, I mean, this is just for the U.S., so it's not going to affect you. So don't worry about that. But right, yeah. But they have raised prices in Norway as well. Like right. Hey, baby shark, 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 shark. Baby shark, 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 shark. It's the most uh, viewed video on on, uh, YouTube of all time, and there's no end in sight. Look, it says it. The song has crossed 7.043 billion views, which officially makes it makes the it the most watched YouTube video ever, which for three years has been Despacito. Uh, right. But parents won't be surprised to see that the music industry's greatest hit, laid by Pink Fong Empire, uh, will be taking 2020 one day and one video at a time. I don't know what that means, but yeah. It's, let's see, what's uh, number three right now is Ed Sheeran, Shape of You. Number four is Wiz Khalifa, See You Again. Uh, They're all, yeah. Uh, So, it's all music, I guess, that's really like the top uh, viewed videos on uh, YouTube. I guess I'm not really surprised by that. I'm a little shocked that it's that shit song. (laughs) <laughs> well, it because I mean, I... the people who the people who are gonna want to listen to something over and over and over and over again are little kids, Our kids, yeah. right? Yeah, and so yeah. this song is just one that they want to play over and over and over again. Because I mean, right? It says uh, Johnny Johnny Yes Papa has uh, four point one five billion views from. Oh, I have never heard that song in my <laughs> entire life. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go into things we have seen. 
let's go to something I know that we both have seen and have very, very non-similar reviews on. Uh, Truth Seekers. This is on uh, Amazon Prime. This is made by uh, Shot of the Dead guy uh, with his collaborator that he uh, collaborates with every time he makes movies. Um, love him. Really, really respect his work. So my expectations for this was very, very, very high. Okay. And? Yeah. And I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, I think it's boring and trite. I thought it was fun. Uh, I, yeah. It had very dry British humor because it made by British people, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. But a little bit drier than some of their other stuff. Uh, the the two guys who made it. Like, their stuff is usually a little m- less dry humor, but this was super dry. But it was also more of, like, a sci-fi show than a comedy, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's maybe the, my biggest problem, is that I didn't even smile in the first four episodes. So this was about uh, a guy who works at a phone company. Uh, and Internet company. Oh, right, internet company. Uh, yes. And uh, he also is a paranormal, like, amateur paranormal investigator slash YouTube YouTuber. Uh, and he gets a new partner. Uh, and then there's also, also this girl who's being haunted, and she ends up uh, running into them partway through the season. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I, I, you got to look at it more of, like, uh, a sci-fi show than a comedy. So, and you said you had high expectations, which I just went into it watching. I didn't have any expectations right. at all. So I enjoyed it, and I got to the end, which is like the part that's actually there's a twist ending, and I don't think you finished it. So overall, no, I, I gave it an eight point five because the ending is probably the best part. Yeah, and I gave it a four. <laughs> I thought it was under par. Uh, talking about things that was under par, uh, impact, Impractical Jokers Dinner Party. I love Impractical Jokers, you're not a very big fan. Uh, they can't do their sketches and things, so they have a Zoom meeting every uh, week and are eating dinner together and talking. How incredibly exciting do you think that sounds like? Uh, it sounds like a podcast. With food, (laughs) so like a bad podcast because like they're you're listening to them while they're chewing or something. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) Shit, shit, shit show. I give it a two. Uh, I've seen a little more than Luke. That's why I'm going uh, so much. Top secret video. Did you have the time to see this? Uh, no. No. You told me about it last night, like while we were watching. I, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I know. Uh, so this is three comedians watching funny videos, making jokes. Uh, this is very, very much better than America's Funniest Animal Videos or whatever it's called. Uh, but it's still not good. Uh, three out of ten. Okay, I saw something you recommended last week, uh, Blood of Zeus. 
which is an anime on Netflix. Uh, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was as good as you, I don't think. Um, Not sure exactly why you got super into it. I mean, it it was... I got super into it. I get it. I love the myth aspect of, okay. the, of it. Right. The animation style also really got to me. I thought the animation was very interesting. It didn't really look like most animes I, I've seen, you know what I mean? So that made right. it that... The animation style made it the most interesting. I didn't really like the storyline as much because I'm not really into the uh, th- that type of storyline as much. Um, overall, I give it a 5.5. I was not super impressed. Okay. Uh, True Terror with Robert Eglum and the guy from Nightmare from Elm Street. Oh, right, okay. Uh, this is uh, this <laughs> Robert Eglum telling stories uh, about people that has had terrific uh, stories. Uh, it's boring shit. Uh, I've seen two episodes of that and I'm out. Uh, the highest. So I don't. Uh, you and me uh, saw until we saw a television show that was based on a, a British television show where they have to hide from uh, uh, people that uh, seek after them. Do you remember what that was called? We saw the American version of it. Right. I yeah. I don't remember at all. The Hunters or something. Something like that. That sounds right, yeah. but I it was so long ago, I really don't remember. Right. So this is... Uh, nor, ten normal people are uh, getting to do a bank heist, and then police is chasing after them. So it's the extra... <laughs> it's the same fucking thing, just with another kind of plot. Right, okay. Uh, but this is from the UK as second season I saw because the first season was hard to find but I really really love this this was very very fun uh, I gave it a 7 out of 10 uh, yeah look uh, uh, let's see what else did I see I saw that animal rescue show uh, where was this oh it was on CBS <coughs> uh it's an animal. It's an animal show. It's about people who rescue animals, but it's not like uh, following one animal rescue. Each episode is a different animal rescue story, if that makes sense. So, oh, the, oh cool. So the first one is about like a animal rescue place that does uh, stuff. They take animals and they use them to uh, encourage disabled children. So they'll take like a if a kid has is in a wheelchair and is missing a leg or something they'll bring out a dog who's missing a leg and has those you know has wheels uh to like right. cheer the kid up and make him feel better or whatever uh but then they also rehabilitate rehabilitate the animals and then the next episode is a whole different guy who also rehabilitates animals and each episode is different uh a different person i guess or a different group of people and uh it's a it's a tearjerker uh but not yeah. really. It's nothing like to write home about. A little bit Discovery Channel esque. So overall, I'm going to give it a five and a half as well. Actually, yeah. Uh, this is my favorite show of what I've seen this week. It's called Outsider. 
uh, it is a Vice documentary show where they interview uh, people that has made uh, movies that are very famous for very obscure people. For example, uh, they interview uh, uh, the guy that made uh, uh, the thing with uh, the seagulls, shock and terror guy. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, in one of the episodes, uh, a guy that made a whole movie over uh, 18 years uh, uh, with himself in every role, uh, both as female and male. It was a super interesting... That uh, sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, I give it a nine and a half. This is the best documentary thing I have seen in a long, long time. I can't wait for more episodes. I've seen three of them. Oh, okay. Outsider, yeah. Uh, and it's going to be a running. Se- is it on their YouTube or is this on the Vice TV thing? It's on Vice TV. Okay, because they I, sometimes you can find their stuff on their YouTube channel and sometimes you can't. It's very confusing with Vice sometimes. Uh, oh, oh, I don't know if it's on YouTube. I, right. I didn't. See it might it be. On okay. Uh, okay, Big Brother All Stars finale this week. Uh, yeah. All wrapped up, uh, you know. I guess uh, spoilers if you haven't seen the end of Big Brother's All All Stars. Yeah. The New Jersey Definitely. guy wins. New Jersey guy wins. Whatever his name was, New we'll call New him guy wins. Scott or or yes. Joseph. I don't remember what his name is, but uh, he did play a really good game. Uh, I thought. What did you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely wanted the, the woman to win. Uh, I don't remember her name either. Uh, that won before, but I understand why he won. Um, I think he played the most strategic game, uh, and yeah. he won the most competitions. That probably helped him go over the top, but uh, nobody uh, voted the other way. He It was like unanimous, right? Uh, right? Unanimous win for him. So it was. I think it was pretty clear that he he played the best game of everybody in the house. Uh, I think either one of the final three that if he would have gone up against either one of those people, I still think yeah. he would have won. I don't think it would have mattered who he cho- chose. I I totally agree with you. So overall, I but gave I, this I, season a six actually because I thought it was a kind of a boring Big Brother season. But I think that mostly had to do with the fact that it's all stars and it's not as exciting because it's more exciting uh, Big Brother when people are playing who don't are just trying to understand the game and stuff. Yeah, and, and to be honest, it felt a little flat this season. Uh, all the things they hit, like the tasks they did and things like that felt <laughs> well, a little... Probably because the last yeah. Big Brother we watched was that Big Brother Australia season, which was like totally crazy. <laughs> yeah. So of course it's going to yes. feel fa- flat compared to that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, eating history. Uh, two people eating old stuff uh, or drinking old stuff from the 18th and 19th century uh, and gagging on tape. If you think that's funny to watch, watch this. I saw two episodes and I'm out. Uh, I give it a two. Okay, that's all I saw this week for TV. I watched a lot of YouTube, okay. I guess. Uh, but mostly I w- watched Truth Seekers because... I watched a couple episodes of that, most like every day. So, 
but I have something I really want to recommend to you. It's, it, it is called The Sister. That is maybe... Uh, yeah, that's... I have two shows left. Uh, the Sister. The, this is a mini show from the UK. I think it's three episodes. Okay. And it definitely the best twos done it I have ever seen in my entire life. Like it, it is a who's done it thriller crime thing. Okay. And uh, yeah, the solution to who's done it is maybe one of the best I have seen in years and years. I give it a 10 out of 10. Uh, then I saw the very boring and definitely taken uh, a show called Trigamentary. Um, this is about two people that are married uh, that uh, uh, are taking someone in to live with them. On, and all of a sudden, uh, the wife falls in love with her and the same does the man. And they decide to live together and things like that. There is a Netflix show called Me, You, and Her that is the same completely show, and it's ten times better. This was shit. Uh, I give it a three. I've seen two episodes, and I'm out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Luke, the final season of what has become actually one of my favorite shows uh, that we have covered in a while. Uh, Vogue episode eight. All uh, right, last episode. Blue lies. Blue lies matter. Months later, Keith thinks he's finally arrived in a better place until he's confronted with an unexpected face from his past. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. This this episode had m- a ton of the animation that we don't like about the show. Right. Um, but yeah. it did wrap... It fit in. Yeah, they fitted in pretty well, and uh, it wrapped up the show pretty well as far as the whole show uh, culminating all the different storylines that were kind of happening with the girlfriend and his two roommates mm-hmm. and then the cop. All kind of... All the stories got uh, a good ending in this episode, uh, there were no, like, le- loose loose ends left over afterwards, I didn't feel like. What about you? No, I don't uh, think this set up to a second season. I think this is it, to be honest. Uh, and I'm totally okay with that. Uh, this is not as strong as last episode. Uh, last episode was definitely my favorite episode of them all. Uh, but this was, was still good. Uh... But what would you give the whole show, I guess? Right. I think this episode I would probably give a 7 overall. Yeah. When I think about the average of like wh- what the first episode got, which I think it was like a 6.5. So probably a 7.5 overall. Yeah, I'm at 7.5 as well. Uh, this was a good show to follow. But uh, look, that means that we are following a new show from next week on. What is that show? Uh, Moonbase 8 on Showtime. Uh, on Showtime. It's on Sundays, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That's, so. what, that's what we're seeing, yeah. It's got yes. John C. Riley, uh, Tim from Tim and Eric, uh, and Fred Armiston in it. Um, mm-hmm. 
It's written by Tim of Tim and Eric and some guy by the name of Jonathan Chrisell. So, what is it about? Uh, mediocre astronauts living in a NASA test environment uh, vie for a shot at going to the moon. So it's a yeah. I think it's it's kind of like a workplace drama, but at the same time a workplace or a workplace comedy. I mean, not drama, but it's also gonna be a little sci-fi esque. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. So that is what we're going to do from next week on. I'm just afraid that this is going to be like Space Force and it's going to be awful, but we'll see what oh, happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, remember Space Force. Oh, that's so sad. So waste of the potential. Yeah. Of like uh, some good comedy that could have been, but it never, it never was, right? Oh. Anyway, uh, Operation Gladio. I think this will go fast because I'm tired and I want to go back to sleep. But yeah, let's just is... skip to the set. We're going to skip over the Wikipedia, I guess, and we're just going to do the other one because it's more interesting, anyways. And we went an hour in the news. So, uh, Operation Gladio <laughs> is a NATO-backed paramilitary network established in World War II, reportedly inspired by the fear of the USSR. Fro. Sound familiar? The USSR. Hmm. Is that also called Russia? Luke? Right. Or it was. It Russia was it. Uh, it was yeah. also called the Stay Behind Network, since if the Red Army invaded Europe, its members would stay behind enemy lines to disrupt Soviet control. So these were like secret. If if the Soviets took over Europe, these people were meant to like infiltrate the the ranks of the Russians. Right. Okay. Officially non-existent secrecy was so extreme that these networks were hard for NATO, MI6, or the deep state officials to control. Gladio was responsible for bombings, kidnappings, assassinations, to such an extent that the network was publicly exposed in Italy in the 1980s and was subject to a BBC documentary some years later. The project was adapted uh, in the mid-1990s as Gladi Gladio B, uh, using... Muslim terrorists as a substitute uh, enemy uh, f uh, for the communists. Right, okay. And their motto was Silendio Libertaim Serveo In silence we serve freedom. This was made in 1948. Uh, was founded by Antonio Sengini. Uh, what has come to be called op Operation Gladio was never intended to be publicly acknowledged. It was a multinational military plan uh, to arm and train clandestine groups in many of its members, member countries and elsewhere in Europe. It the official narrative of these net networks is confused, contradictory, and definitely incomplete, with many basic questions unanswered. This, the stated reason for establishing undercover armed groups has tended to be focused on the use of secret armies as a fifth column to provide a armed resistance against a Soviet invasion. Right. Yeah. Uh, did they have any problems, Luke? What do you mean? Well, the power of uh, hierarchy on, on Ingladio remains unclear to this day, and it's unknown 
to elected leaders. When the European Union learned the existence of Gladio, it passed the resolution mandating national investigation to reveal what was going on. But as of 2016, only five countries have done so, including Italy, Belgium, Netherlands, and Switzerland. A large question mark therefore remains over the role Operation Gladio has played, and it continues to play in influencing events. It seems very likely that the deep state controls these forces whenever it goes through a national intelligence service. Or in more uh, informal fashion, the connection in particular with the false flag terrorist attacks in particular concerning. It says here the name Gladio, or sword in Italian, was te the technical was technically the name given to their operation in Italy, but has since come by extension to stand f for the phenomenon as a whole. Evidence such as arrangements which had been kept secret from the public and politicians, uh, democratically elected governments in the host countries for a quarter of a century was revealed through a series of scandalous revelations in Italy and other NATO countries in the 1990s. Uh, the Meticulously documented by the Swiss historian... Daniel Ganser, uh, arguably the most shocking book to ever be ignored by corporate media, it says. Uh, <laughs> the evidence contained in Gasner's book of terrorism directed against the people by secret armies funded by, funded and organized by NATO and answerable to the deep state elements within NATO, MI6, and the CIA, rather than the respective governments, uh, is so shocking that the initial reaction by most people would be to reject the idea. Uh, and yet the claims have been substantiated by judicial inquiry, inquiries in Italy, Switzerland, Belgium, and have been debated in even in European Parliament. Uh, some, although some of the arms ca caches were discovered, like uh, I guess arms caches for these secret armies that are that were being were answering to the CIA and MI6. Uh, some of the caches were discovered uh, lies in local individuals such as Norway's Minister of Defense, Rolf Hansen, uh, succeeded in preventing exposure of the network as a whole in the 1980s. It was exposed in Italy, though, as an Italian judge, Felice Carson, was researching in 1972 uh, a bombing and discovered that the Italian officials had been complicit in covering up the attack. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let, what do you think about this concept uh, that we just laid out of uh, these secret armies uh, that it, it says it's been proven uh, we're being we're answering to the CIA, MI6, and NATO, and that in Italy they actually hid a bomb a bombing that these guys, these secret armies, uh, did. Uh, they used the government to hide that those people did it. You know, that's atrocious. It is really, really atrocious. I mean, it, and it's, it's, I'm amazing. I'm amazed by that it's so many law enforcement, like, working together on this. Uh, you mean the people who were actually, I guess, the secret army, or who, who do you mean? Right. Right. 
like uh, the countries uh, as well, like keeping this a secret. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of different countries. It seems like, and some it said it said earlier in this, uh, some of them are unacknowledged. We don't even know which countries they are. Right. And that we have had it in Norway. That is interesting for me. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised though because it also said Sweden and, and uh, other places there. So and you're near Russia, so it does make sense yes, if the whole course. purpose of this thing was to try to keep the Russians from invading Europe and taking over. Uh, I think they were worried it was kind of going to be like the Nazis, so they put in place these people who were going to infiltrate, but then they ended up using these people for other things, it looks like, afterwards. Okay, uh, go ahead. Uh, public attention was diverted by uh, Saddam Hussein's attack on uh, Kuwait, all through the evidence of the death and the breath of uh, Gladio's operation continues to emerge. Alan Francis created three-part film about Gladio, which interviewed some of the key figures that had been public uh, publicly exposed. Did you see this documentary? I've seen it in the past, yeah. That's interesting. And in France, uh, Prince uh, uh, President uh, Miglau claimed that the French Gladio network had discovered long ago, but to enormous embarrassment, uh, Antonio claimed that the French had been taken in recent meeting with Brussels. And so went on British defense officials refused to comment. <laughs> that is pretty big. In Portugal, a contrary to official uh, denials, a retired general confirmed there had been such networks in Portugal. While Spain former uh, defense minister Alberto Altero claimed that it was childish to ask whatever under dictator Franco's secret right-wing army had existed in countries because here Claudia was the government. That's saying something. Right, it says here uh, under Gladio, uh, orchestrated a coup in Italy. One reason the U.S. focused such attention on Italy was the country had been ideologically battleground for the left and the right after the Second World War. The Communist Party was popular and strong and ranged it on the on the right stood an ad hoc coalition of Italian military service. Um, most notoriously, Prince uh, Whoa Va Valerio Borghese was saved from execution by uh, protection of the U.S. Such as the American determination that Italy should not go communist. That President Truman. Uh, signed a top-secret order in 1950, which explicitly included invasion of Italy as an option if the country should turn red. Hmm. On April so 1963, the socialists and communists did well in the polls, with members of the Socialist Party given cabinet posts, but the success was short-lived following uh, the November Kennedy assassination. Five months later, the Italian socialists were forced out of office by a right-wing coup orchestrated by the CIA and Gladio units. Yeah. So they orche so they orchestrated a coup to take over uh, because the socialists, uh, Italian socialists, 
uh, did well and were going to go into office, they right. orchestrated a coup. Uh, the U.S. and these Gladio people did. So NATO, CIA, and MI16 working together. That is uh, quite a collusion. They're not only working together, they're working with this secret underground kind of military uh, faction uh, that, yeah, that's, I mean, this is a crazy story that I think should be talked more about, probably. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely. But, um, but uh, where would you say it's right on the crisis, Cal? What it makes me think is like what's happening with Jeremy Corbyn right now and him being ousted mm -hmm. from the Labour Party because he's, you know, farther left leaning and how, what happened with Bernie Sanders here in America. And it makes me go, are these kind of people behind all of those uh, not allowing uh, socialism to like kind of take any foothold? You know what I mean? Are these the mm -hmm. kind of people who are doing those kind of things and... Uh, would they do something like a bombing if, say, Bernie, if Bonnie, Bernie Sanders did end up winning this election? Would they have done some kind of bombing or some kind of coup to keep him out, out, of, out of the office, right? Uh, that's what made me think. And it, I don't think it's that crazy because it's all proven fact, right? Uh, breaking news, look. Uh, but uh, we will take uh, 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 the crazy scale first. Sorry, uh, where where is this on the? Well, what do you think about scale? it? And then I'll do, and then we'll do the scale together. Uh, I think this is enormously strange that uh, it has had so inflexible. Uh, uh, Thing as uh, like coops and uh, uh, working together, and like you said, it seems like it also uh, kind of feels like uh, it's happening today. And I, I, I do think I don't think it's a conspiracy theory because it's kind of like it's been proven so so well. So I think the conspiracy kind of like, to this would be that it's still happening currently would be the conspiracy where the stuff in the past definitely happened is the, are there still people doing this kind of stuff now uh so overall that conspiracy that it's still happening I'm going to give like maybe a 6 as a crazy conspiracy uh I I think it's even down to 4 because it seems like it's it's two people that want. Uh, it's too 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 often that people wants uh, people uh, things like this to happen. Uh, like I said, breaking news: uh, Trump is going to go uh, and do things in Pennsylvania as well. Now, um, awful things are happening in Pennsylvania. Democrats plotting together to. Uh, 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 get rid of uh, Republican voters, President Trump, uh, uh, and his time f uh, to uh, step in for uh, 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 the voting has now come. It, it comes now for, from the Trump campaign. Oh, that's not his Twitter? So, that's just from the campaign. Okay. Yeah, so now they have uh, gone 
so now they have uh, gone in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin are the states that I now are suing. Okay. Um, I'm seeing a tweet. Let's see if Donald Trump's tweeted anything really quick uh, before we move on. Uh, one hour ago, we are winning Pennsylvania big with the PA Secretary of State just announced there will be a million ballots, million of millions of ballots left to be counted. Uh, wow, looks it looks like Michigan has now f- found the ballots necessary to keep a wonderful young man, John James. Okay, whatever. Okay. Let's go uh, right into some movie news. Uh, AMC Theater uh, is has lost some uh, money, almost a billion dollars. One one hundred million short of a billion dollars. That is a lot of fucking money. Uh, right. Uh, I mean, this is comparatively to their to the same amount they made last year. I'm assuming last right? year. Yeah, right. but still, and it says losses. Holy shit. For the company hit nine nine hundred and five point eight million dollars uh, in prior in the prior year quarter, a time when cinemas were open around the globe and world altering pandemics were largely the stuff of Hollywood thrillers. AMC logged the revenue of one point three billion, a net loss of fifty four point eight million. Uh, AMC, which had its locations closed for the bulk of the year, has slowly tried to reopen its venues with little success. Um, they say there on Monday the cinema chain is announcing it will try to raise 4.7, oh, 47.7 million uh, in cash to try to stay open. They're going to sell stock uh, to try to make the mo- to get yeah. the money. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I will say this as a stockbroker. Don't fucking buy stocks in AMC. Yeah, probably not a great investment <laughs> currently, like right now. <laughs> right now, don't fucking do it. Right, because it's... it's like... as... Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's like buying stocks to movie pass. <laughs> <laughs> right, or Quibi. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Because also UK movie theaters are closing again, obviously because of the lockdown, the four-week lockdown. Uh, but the UK right. is going under its lockdown. It says though that they're going to keep uh, letting fi- filming happen. Uh, so it says yeah, movies yeah. such as Batman, yeah. which have been fil- filming in the UK as as of late. So that's one bit of good news as the industry is looking into the future. But the present continues to look bleak as the box office has been shadow of its former self with few blockbusters arriving uh, to try to save the movie theaters in the recent months. So uh, Cineworld, which is based in the UK and operates Regal in the US, recently shut down all of its theaters again indefinitely, obviously because of the UK lockdown. So, uh, But they are going to keep filming movies. I don't know what they're going to do with the movies they film, but <laughs> sure. Right. Do you have the list over the most anticipated movies of this year? I wonder if 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 any of the movies I had on my list has come out. I know my number one was Dune, and that is not coming out this year. <laughs> I ha- I don't have my list like on me. I'd have to go back in my right. like, but but uh, yeah, um, I'm pretty sure most of the ones that I wanted to see did come out. 
There might have been one yeah. or something, but I don't remember exactly. You still haven't seen us, have you? I all all of a sudden I remember that. Oh uh, no, I could I should watch that this week. Actually, I'm gonna write that down. That is such a good movie. Yeah, that's something I need to see. No, yeah. there's a few I I have on my list that I haven't seen yet. Uh, I've got a little list of movies that's like, oh, these are the ones from this year that I haven't seen yet that I was like, oh, I really want to see that. Some of them I just haven't gotten around to, and other others are like. It's a re- I know it's going to be a really bad movie, and so I want to see it, yeah. but uh, I don't want to watch it, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've seen three horror movies. Uh, let's start with uh, The Call. Uh, this is uh, the same makers of Final Destination. Okay. Uh, so that will, I like Final Destination. I know many people don't. But uh, I really like that franchise. Um, this was an okay horror movie. Uh, it has uh, uh, the Saw villain as a villain again uh, in this. Uh, it's about uh, a couple of, of youth people that bullies an older woman's house by like uh, like throwing things at her house and things like that. Okay. And she com- and she commits suicide. And uh, uh, Tobin, uh, the guy from Saw, uh, invites them in uh, because she, uh, she has actually put them in her testament. And uh, they have to be in one minute of call with her. Even though she's dead, they need to call her from the grave. Woo! And yeah, uh, supernatural, super trailer, uh, killer movie. I gave it a 6.5. All right, what was it called again? The Call. Right, okay. Uh, I saw, let's see, a movie from this year called The Tax Collector uh, with Shia LaBeouf uh, and a few other people you would know in it. It's about these two uh, hitmen who work for uh, a gang in L.A., and their job is to, like, if somebody isn't uh, paying up, to either get the money or or kill them, obviously, because they're hitmen. Uh, and it's kind of a it's a, it's a story about them uh, doing their jobs, but then all of a sudden getting involved in in over their head because one of them the money count is off when they go to like count the money that they're supposed to give to the big boss or whatever. So they know, oh crap, we're gonna get in trouble. We need to find some extra money to put in there. You know, this standard kind of movie you've probably seen a hundred times. Not great. Uh, Overall, I give it a three. Uh, Then I saw a horror movie called Spree. Uh, uh, Spree is an app just like Uber. Uh, So it's about this guy that really wants to be famous and he has installed a lot of like, like, like he has always filmed his whole life, like totally been normal and he wants to uh, be famous and he thinks killing people will (laughs) get him famous. Okay. So he becomes a serial killer uh, with with an Uber. <laughs> oh, it is. So he's the Uber driver, but he's also a serial killer. Right. Right. Okay. Yes, and uh, that is the concept of the movie. Um, 
I really like this. Sounds this was very funny. It was very funny. The, the, the way it was filmed was super funny. Uh, I, I really liked it. I give it a 7.5. Uh, I saw something from July called Archive. Uh, this is about a guy, okay. a guy who's creating a um, an AI robot, like humanoid type robot. Uh, and he's but he's made like multiple. He's made two versions up until this one, and this one's like the most lifelike he's ever had. Uh, the story is kind of about the second version. Kind of gets. Uh, jealous of the third version because the guy who's the creator of the robots uh, is giving the third version, the new version, all of its all of his attention, and the second version oh. is still an AI. It's still fairly smart, and it's like I want you to pay attention to me. I want you to improve me instead of trying to make this new thing. Uh, and so it, it it it's very interesting. And then the ending is is kind of wild. Uh, it's kind of got a. It also has kind of a twist ending, I guess. Uh, but the acting is very bad. Um, some of the uh, storyline stuff is really silly. The robot itself, like the version three, is just a person they put mm -hmm. makeup on, which is all right. It looks okay, but then you think about it for half, half a second, and you're like, if you're making a humanoid robot, why wouldn't you just make it look like a human instead of like this weird robot-y uh, makeup face thing? Uh, Overall, I'm gonna give this a. Uh, I'm gonna give this a three point five. Ooh. Uh, I swear to all that is holy that this is totally a coincidence, and I did not know. Look, but the last movie that I have seen is Come Play. So let's watch the audio trailer for that before I talk about it. This is Larry. He just wants a friend. Alright. Wow, that's pretty standard. Little kid drawing creepy image in uh, class because he's haunted. Yeah, it seems like a worse movie than it is in this trailer. I can tell you. I mean, it looks pretty standard so far. Like a lot of movies I've seen, I mean, you know what I mean? I think it helps very much that the kid that played uh, this autistic child mm -hmm. is amazing at playing an autistic child. Oh, okay. I've seen the kid in something before. I just can't, I don't remember what it was. What are you mm. staring at? Hey! What's this? This is Larry. He isn't from the world you know. Larry just wants a friend. Maybe we should stop reading. Will you be Larry's friend? Oh, is this the kid in It? Is that who it was? Hello? Is it? I think so. He just wants a friend. Stay away from my son! Did you turn it on? The one that gets killed? Oh, yeah. 
kid that gets killed, you mean? Right. Yeah. Or maybe he just looks very, really similar, but... Yeah, could be him. And Jillian Jacobs. She's decent, I guess. I like her. I don't think I've seen her in a lot of movies. I've seen her in more TV shows, but... So, what is this Oscar-nominated movie that I saw this week? Uh, come play, parents fight to save their son when a mysterious creature uses his electronic devices to break into our world. 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6 out of 10 on IMDb, 59% on Metacritic, 86% of Google users liked it. Yeah, I'm closer to the Google users. I will go first. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. This took me by a huge surprise. I, I Like I said, I, I saw three horror movies, and this is the one that actually maybe surprised me the most. Uh, I think the horror elements of it is maybe a little tripe. I agree, and the story is kind of tripe. But the acting in this is superb and the ending is one of the better endings i have seen in quite a while mm -hmm. i am going to give it an eight okay uh i remember this kid was uh from marriage story uh that's where we saw mm. him uh, with adam driver and scarlett johansson of course it is right that's where we have him from right uh, so and he wasn't in it i just looked it up uh, so that right. was some other kid. They just they do look very similar. Though. They look alike. I think yes. it's the hair. Uh, right. Uh, let's see. What, I got mine from the Facebook. Um, one from Christopher Davis saying, uh, Come Play is the best horror movie I've seen in a while. The characters are as mm -hmm. lovable as the characters from Stranger Things. Uh, I think he's kind of comparing the young kid to the young kid in Stranger Things. They kind of have similar hair too, though. I think it's the hair yeah, thing. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, Bonnie Kelly says, "If you like the Babadook, you'll like this. I suppose not scary yes. at all. Slow and just the child yelling the whole movie. Uh, not my cup of tea, but it's probably somebody's." Do you know what? That's that's kind of funny. I love the Babadook. I really, really love the Babadook, and I see it, see I see I see that in this movie. Right. Did you see that movie? I don't think I ever saw that movie. Mm, it's really good. Uh, also coming out this week, uh, The Donut King. Uh, that's that's a very good title of, uh, of a movie. It's a documentary. It's a... Con <laughs> Not Canadian, bro. Cambodian. <laughs> Canadian and Cambodian. It's not the same. Cambodian <laughs> referee. Uh, Ted Nijun builds a multi-million dollar empire by baking America's favorite pastry, The Donut, directed by Alice Jew, and yeah, of course, it's a documentary. Uh, eight out of eight, uh, eight point eight out of ten on IMDb, sixty-nine percent on Metacritic, ninety-four on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Spell also came out uh, when uh, when flying to his father's funeral in rural Appalachia, an intense storm causes Marquis, oh Marcus, 
to lose control uh, of the plane carrying himself and his family. He soon awakens wounded, alone, and trapped in Mrs. Eloise's attic. Eloise claims she can nurse him back to health with a hoodoo figure she made from his blood and skin. Okay. Uh, this sounds Ooh. like uh, a movie I've seen before, but that's fine. Uh, starring Amari Hardwick and Loretta <laughs> Davis. Uh, yeah. Directed by Mark Tondary. Uh, 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb. 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. 38% on Metacritic. It's called Mystery Look. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, hey, uh, we forgot about uh, 12 Months of Hell last week, uh, but I did watch it last week. The Swing of Things. Uh, holy fuck, you threw me a screw, uh, screwball here. I did not think this was going to be as bad as, as it was. Mm-hmm. It is atrociously bad. It's really bad. Like, <laughs> like atrociously do you want to take the audience a little like into what it is about? Because it's so fucking st- stupid. Well, here's a description. Uh, a groom-to-be accidentally books his destination wedding and honeymoon at a swingers resort in Jamaica. The acting in this by anybody is like super absurd. And what the fuck is Luke Wilson doing in this movie? He just randomly is in this, and he's not, he's kind of in it, but not not really in it. Like, well, he's like (laughs) not part of the whole, like the actual story of it. He's like this secondary story that's like not really connected to the main story. And it's not connected at all. It's so atrociously bad. And it's so sloppy. It is so sloppy. It, it, it is, it is uh, like okay. I I I would I would actually enjoy this movie a little better. I, I I think the premise is not the worst premise I have ever seen, but it's the acting of it that is the worst acting I have ever seen, like in a long. Long, long, long fucking time. I'm not going to say it was geniusly amazing plotline, but I, I think the acting was what was stood out the most for me. <laughs> I thought the editing was the worst part to me, but I noticed that stuff a lot more probably. <laughs> Just like the the way they and added in, yeah, the way they added in all these bird shots that clearly were just like stock footage they found somewhere. Uh, that, and then the, <laughs> there's these birds that are, every once in a while they just cut to them in between scenes and they're like walking on the beach and they're but they're saying dick 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 over and over again, right? For no reason. John, it doesn't have a. There's no purpose to that in the movie. <laughs> and John Lovitz was in this movie also for some fucking reason. And it's like it's an hour and thirty three minutes uh, long movie. Look, I watched this alone, and I I I was watching the clock, and it, like it felt like six fucking hours. I am going to give you eight point five on the throw. Didn't like this scale. Okay, that's pretty high. 
Yeah, this was a bad movie for sure. <laughs> One of the worst movies I have seen this year. Uh, definitely. I I I would totally agree with you. This, uh, the acting is atrocious. The editing, I think, is the worst part. I don't think the storyline's good. I think it's a very uh, overdone premise. Uh, but then, I, I, like, yes, yes. I I don't mean that uh, the story is good in 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 any way. I'm just saying that if 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 the acting and and the editing was better, it would be a a, a B Adam Sandler movie. Right, I can see instead, that. Instead, it, it is uh, even worse than that. Like, <laughs> this is who be Halloween just war worse. Right. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah. It's like if an Adam Sandler movie was made by a porn director. That's what I would kind of compare it to. <laughs> yeah! The same guy that made American Pie 16. Like, number 16 of the American Pie franchise. <laughs> and then the Dolphins. You didn't mention the Dolphins at all? <laughs> the Dolphins. Oh. Oh, Luke. Why would you make me watch this movie? Uh, I, I'm telling you, next year I'm going to have 12 months of heaven, and you have to give me the best movies that you don't think I've seen. Okay. I think we'll do that next year. If we rem remember to, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, audibletrial.com slash citizen. That's audibletrial.com. Uh, slash another digital citizen get the 30 day free trial of audible get a free book even though if you cancel after those 30 days you get to keep the book but I don't think you will cancel because now audible has over a thousand free books that you can browse I'm reading some books right now it's really good um, next week we will talk news of the week. I am going to guess that we will cover the election again. Something tells me that. Well, definitely, because we don't have a result yet. I'm looking at it right now. It's still at 248, 214. Hasn't moved since we uh, talked about it last. So I'm guessing we've gotten probably most of the results we're going to get today. Uh, we're going to have to wait for tomorrow to see what happens more, is my guess. right? I'm seeing on Twitter... There are people in Detroit uh, trying to get into where the uh, ballots are being counted and they're being held off by police right now. Mm hmm. Interesting. Uh, we will have Moonbase 8, Episode 1 review. We will have another digital review of Let Him Go. Let Him Go, Let Him Go. No? No. Okay. No. No. Uh, <laughs> then we will have a four sentence movie review. We will not tell you what movie it is. Do you know why we will not tell you what movie it is? Because we haven't fucking decided. That's true. That is true. Jeremy Corner, anything interesting? Uh, yeah, d we didn't talk about Jeffrey Tubin last week, did we? No, we didn't. Why didn't we talk about Jeffrey Tubin last week? Holy uh, I had it, I think, on my th on my list. I just never like we just it never came up in conversation or whatever. It, yeah. But the whole thing uh, is that he got fired from the New Yorker, and I think from he's on suspension from CNN, or he's like 
Yes. Not at CNN currently or whatever. Uh, this is the guy who yeah. wrote the uh, the book, the OJ book, the most recent one that yes. that they made like a TV show about. Um, that we followed. Right. Yes. He got suspended for masturbating on on a Zoom call with what with his coworkers, as I'm to understand. Yeah, and I've seen the video. What the video? It doesn't exist. Oh, it, it exists. No, you've seen a fake video on YouTube, maybe, but no, there's no actual oh. video of this out there. Okay. Yeah, I've seen a fake video. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, I there uh, has been a f- couple of fake videos circling around that I've seen people thought were real, but yeah, no, that uh, they didn't release okay. a video of this actually happening. No. Okay. I saw a fake video about it. It was fun. Uh, what else? Um, I guess... Oh, yeah. Mr. Beast uh, survived 24 hours in straight eyes. That was so fucking cold to watch. I was like... Brrr. Uh, yeah. I'm, it was a pretty good video. I thought it was decent. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's going on else on YouTube? I, let's see. I can't really think of anything that's super crazy on YouTube right now. Yeah, we talked a little about uh, Alex Jones coming out with a video when we were recording. That was a very good, interesting interview he had. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. With, with the guy from... Uh, yeah. Uh, and... I watched the election special like very fastly through. He Alex Jones was not on it. Yeah, which they said. I mean, he was really drunk that night when they said, "Oh, I'm going to be on there." He probably didn't even remember he was doing his own show at the exact same time because he was so wasted. Right. So, uh, we we checked in, checked in, and we were like, "Oh, he's doing his own show." Right on the Joe Biden <laughs> thing with Kaya Kalinsky, which. They they talked a little bit about the election, but mostly they just talked about politics. It was yeah. Seem what from what I saw, I didn't watch the whole thing, but from what I saw, it no, just kind of seemed like uh, a normal podcast that he would do with a political commentator. So it didn't really seem yeah. like necessarily a live stream they were doing to cover the election or something like that. Yeah. I have some Eurovision uh, rumors. Do you want to hear some Eurovision rumors? Sure. Hit me. Uh, so uh, they have had uh, uh, this thing where uh, they're planning that everybody will like sing from their countries and things like that at the same time. Uh, the, the trouble is that uh, there's one country that is uh, kind of in trouble when it comes to that. Can you guess what country that is? I have no idea. Australia, Luke, because they would be in the middle of the fucking night. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. How would you... So... Hmm. Yes. So I have heard, and this is only rumors, that they will be the only country that will be on the Dutch seen if that will be uh, 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 kind of the, the solution other than the other Dutch entrance to oh, yeah, uh, I mean that makes the, sense I guess yeah. yeah just put them in a different place so they can do it I thought you were going to say they were the only ones that are going to tape theirs but okay no 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 that's, that, that's the only country 
that uh, will be allowed to be in in the Netherlands together with uh, the Dutch entrance of of the Eurovision. Right. So are they already um, on to? We had talked about they had three options of like how they were going to do this. Right. Are they already on option three? <laughs> Uh, it seems like that's what they're working with right now, yeah. That's what it sounds like to me, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is only rumors. Uh, uh, of course, I, I I have my ear a little deeper into this than others. I trust this rumor. Uh, they were right. Uh, it's it's same. Uh, it's the same channel where I have heard other rumors about things that has come through. Um, yeah. I mean, that is the Eurovision news of the week, right? I uh, the two Belle Delphine podcasts. There was one on H three, oh, and then there was H3, one on Cold H3. Ones as well. Yes, but which was but, first? Uh, I, I I just saw the H three H three ones. Should I say the Cold Ones? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of of the same information, but it's kind of fun. Uh, it's it's a little bit more of a shorter podcast. It's like. 45 minutes okay. instead of the two hours or whatever. Uh, they cover right. some of the same stuff because obviously there's certain questions they want asked, but they also cover stuff right. that isn't covered in the H3 podcast, which I thought was interesting um, because H3 podcast was so much longer. But um, they also had different stories to ask and things to talk about because uh, they have a different relationship than Ethan and her do. Uh, but it's just interesting to hear the background of Belle Delphine's kind of how she got into what she yeah. does now and why she does a lot of the crazy things she does, which uh, yeah. and what some of the things that are like, was this real or was it fake? And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Overall, I made me go, wow, she's like a very savvy businesswoman for her very young age. For for uh, her age, yeah. I, I'm impressed by her. I, I don't say that many times. I Yeah, I kind of didn't have a huge, like... Uh, I didn't really know a whole lot about her, so I never had a huge opinion of her all that much, other than that just like, oh, she's that goofy internet personality. But after hearing those podcasts, I feel the same way. I'm kind of like, wow, I'm kind of impressed. Watch Eunice on us. Watch Eunice on us. There's not many. There's not left. much. Yeah. Like, if you haven't seen any Unis Honest videos, uh, you're going to have to watch them constantly until. Because <laughs> it's what, like seven days or something left. Yeah. Uh, the, the Last Supper was one of the most funny things I have seen in quite a while. That was a good episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> watching them eating condoms, for example, was very funny. Um, I think that's uh, everything for me. Uh, yeah, I think we covered everything. That was a, a whole lot this week, so. Yeah, uh, from Depressed Fro, uh, goodbye, everybody. And from Luke, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs> <laughs>